Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I'm Michelle Lichty, and I'm here today with Brentley Jordan. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Brentley. Good to have you here on this unusual day and time. That's right. It's a beautiful Tuesday. <laughs> it is. The sun is shining. I, I got a walk today. It's was. It's gorgeous. Good. I mean, it's cold. Yeah, <laughs> but oh. it's sunny. It's sunny. So it's right. I count that as a win. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we're here today to talk about your sermon from this past Sunday from um, called Welcome Jesus Like the Shepherds from yes. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And um, I so appreciated you naming the shepherds. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a fun, a fun little thing to do. Not that I remember what you named them. You don't? Yeah. Oh, come on. You Jedediah. Them. Oh, not Jedediah. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the right letter. Jotham and Benadad. Oh, Benadad. So, That's the, so yeah, Jotham. Jotham is the name of um, oh, a story that we've read to our kids. Um, and so Jotham came to mind right away. And then uh, oh, we had fun as a family. Uh, my kids asking me, where did you come up with the name Benadad? Why Benadad? And I have no idea. So. <laughs> But fun to just do something creative and different. No, no research into names of the era. Yes, it was the third most common name at that time (laughs) in Israel tradition. Nothing like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I it just made it made them feel more human. And yeah, more relatable, like, oh wait, I I mean, my name is not Jotham or Benadad, but I could mm-hmm. could have been out there. And how would I have responded? Um, yeah, I love. And then you, the angel appears, and you said, "Just calm down and listen." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm scary, but calm down and listen. I got good news. <laughs> I know. Can you even imagine? I mean, we're so we're so accustomed to reading the biblical accounts of angels, but I mean, can you even imagine if? An angel in bright light appeared to you. That I, that was just fun to try to step into the imagination of what was this really like? What would this really be like to have this kind of encounter that, you know, you know, you're not going to forget for the rest of your life. It's probably going to change the course of your life. Um, that's I mean, that's just a, a really wild encounter to try to step into and imagine. And in some ways, then, to look back on, you know, we haven't had encounters like that in our life, but we have had life-changing encounters. Mm. Um, So it's fun to reflect back on, okay, how how was I interacting with, you know, a life-changing encounter that I did have? Mm -hmm. So fun to imagine those things. It is fun. It is fun. And it just, I don't know, there's something about the Christmas season that I just Mm. really that it just kind of does fire the imagination to a maybe in a different way or a different degree, or I, maybe I'm just more open to it because it's Christmas. I'm not sure, but, um, but yes, it was fun to imagine. That's good. Yeah. Both imagination 
and just thinking timing too. Mm. Like God, um, you know, so creative, um, but also he's so patient. Um, you know, who would who would unfold their plan, you know, over 33 years, um, you know, or more, you know, 700 years they were waiting for Jesus. And then Jesus arrives as a baby. So nothing's going to happen right away. It's going to be 33 years until things start to really happen. And that just, uh, that just boggles my mind that, I mean, God's view of timing is obviously so very, very different than our yeah. view of timing. It's so true. I mean, yeah, just to even imagine the being the shepherds and being so excited about the birth of this baby. And then you're like, oh, wait, yeah, I got to wait for this kid to grow up. Oh, yeah. I mean, because, you know, I mean, you know, the the account of Luke records very well that the shepherds then went out and they were telling everyone they came into contact with about what they had seen and heard. That makes sense. But, you know, what was their life life like one month later? Um, mm. you know, or five years later, 10, 20 years later. And, you know, yeah. who, who knows? Yeah. We, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But the Lord's timing is very different than ours. Oh, so very, very different. Yes. Yeah. And I love that you, um, you know, you kind of walked through the story and pulled out different words, like, mm, yeah. you know, unto you. A child is born, and who who is the you defining that yeah. to include not just Jotham and Benadab or who you know whoever whatever the names of the shepherds were who yeah. were on that hillside, not just Bethlehem, not just the people of that time, but also yeah. us. Yeah, I found myself really struck by. Um you know, that God would choose some shepherds and, and likely those shepherds in that time, you know, not a lot of people placed much value on shepherds and just thinking, wow, what, what would that be like to um, to receive this very special attention? Um, and what kind of value would that have shown to the individuals receiving that? And And found myself marveling at how God values us enough to mm. give us attention and um you know we can look around all over the place in every area of life whether it's you know whether it's my popularity or my occupational success or you know or wealth or whatever it is mm. and i can find i can find a hundred examples of how i do not measure up and uh, and we all can and oh, yeah and then to think uh to think of a holy God who values the lowly, um, I, I was just—I I found myself very drawn to the heart of the Lord in thinking about this holy God who would come and uh, reveal uh, this beautiful um, uh, miracle, reveal this this thing to the shepherds. Mm, yeah, it just makes me think. This was a this was a miracle that we could not miss, mm -hmm. right? Because it was announced by angels. Yeah. But what everyday miracles mm -hmm. might we be missing because we just aren't looking for them? Yeah. 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 There's so much. Um, 
you know, we have the blessing living uh, as, as a follower of Christ. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I mean, that's like an ongoing miracle every second of the day that yes. we have the divine dwelling inside of us. Um, that, you know, that's, it, it, it is an everlasting miracle happening right inside of us. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so I want to, I want to listen to the Spirit's voice more and learn how to hear the Spirit's voice more. Right, right. And just, you know, I'm just thinking about one everyday miracle that I experienced was when I was visiting with one of my neighbors. I went over to her house and she's hard of hearing, doesn't always hear the doorbell when I mm. when I ring the doorbell and she heard it and came to the door. Mm-hmm. And then when I told her I was bringing her cookies, she was like, oh, I've been dying for a cookie. Oh, that's hilarious. Brought one to me. Sounds like and, me. It's exactly what I would say. <laughs> but you could run out to the store and get yourself a cookie if you wanted That's one, true. right? Yeah. She, she's got mobility issues. And so she didn't, I guess she didn't have any in the house. And here I showed up Ooh. bringing goodies. Yeah. And I just thought, um, as when I left her house, I thought that felt like kind of like an everyday miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, she was wanting a cookie and here I brought her one coincidence i mean some people would chalk it up to that but i just i do think that there was something in god's timing of even for me just a little bit of a a grace gift of she was so happy yeah right yeah Mm -hmm. Um, yeah anyway that's just that's neither here nor there it just was um just sometimes you know just reflecting on as we go throughout our day, we may not encounter angels saying, hey, calm down and just listen. Yeah. But I think the Holy Spirit can be like, um, hey, be quiet and just listen. Yeah. And what I mean, what the incarnation is, um, God in flesh, it's God with us. And because mm. God came to be with us, then he makes it possible for God to be in us. So it's God with us, God in us. And now you and I walk around with God in us. Um, uh, being led by him into miraculous moments. Um, yeah, all, all of the time. And, yeah. and I love his leading you in that simple way into your neighbor. Um, so, you know, for all we know, she was crying out to a God that she doesn't know that morning, asking for some encouragement, and God in you leads you right to her. And and that is a miracle. And, right. and, and that's, yeah, that's yeah. the sweet blessing of God with us, God in us. Yes, yes, that is a very sweet blessing. So going back to your sermon and talking about the sign that the angels gave, I had never really thought about the swaddling clothes and the feeding trough being yeah, they, they two don't, different things. They don't relate, yes. <laughs> they don't relate. Yeah, and that, you know, and that's just one of those places where, you know, uh, God in his... Um, you know, in, in his design, he doesn't need to tell us all the details. He he reveals details in scripture that um, kind of remind us that, hey, these mm. things actually happen, mm-hmm. but, but we don't need all the details. So um, right. so we don't need to know exactly how um, uh, the shepherds found Mary and Joseph. It's it's fun to step into their shoes and imagine um, that. And, and it's okay that we don't know exactly. Um, what we do know is they found uh, baby Jesus and um, and 
what they saw lined up completely with what they heard from the angels. And that's, that's miraculous. It is miraculous. I mean, when we, when we think back, uh, just the, you know, the angels appearing to the shepherds and, you know, I wanted to think a little bit more with you, the, the two points and just thinking about, um, when we see this uh, sky fill up with the heavenly host mm-hmm. and that being just a reminder that the spiritual realm is real. And, and we see it in this snapshot in Luke, right. we see it in, in snapshots in revelation. And, and there's this, you know, the really cool snapshot, I think in second Kings where Elisha um, uh, Elisha's at his house and his servant comes and says, you know, Elisha, look outside. And we're surrounded. Sees, we're surrounded, you know, by by the Assyrian army. And and Elisha prays for the Lord to um, uncover his servant's eyes so we can see what's really happening. And and the Lord does that. And what the servant then sees is this this reality of the angelic realm, where there's an army of um, angelic warriors with flaming swords, and and they they take out the Assyrian army, and uh, just. Pictures like that in in scripture remind us that this spiritual realm is real. And and there are moments Mm. when God does this cool thing to kind of peel back the curtain and to show um, certain ones of his followers this this realm. Um, But but it's important that we believe it's it's real. And and then how does that impact my my moment, my moment decisions? I mean, I can't. It, it is just so impactful to me to think in a given moment, um, you know, if I am impatient with my uh, child, um, then then the devil and his evil ones are pleased. And when I am patient with my child, then angels in heaven are rejoicing. And, and I just think, wow, if I if I could see that, you know, mm. literally, how much more often would I make the right choice? Yeah. But we don't see it or think about it often enough. Right. Yeah. At some level, I'm like, oh, and then I have performance anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. <laughs> That's <laughs> that true. We don't That's see, true. That we don't see the angels watching our every move. Like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Did I do it right? We are. Oh, no, there I you go. <laughs> That's fun. We are wired differently. Yes, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I mean, and I think, too, it would change our motivation, right? God yeah, looks sure. at our heart. And so, uh-huh. you know, he's, he's wanting to develop our a heart for him and, 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 um, and create Christ within us. Yeah. And so if we're doing it to get the angels rejoicing, it's not really the right motivation. <laughs> yeah. 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 One of the things that we've been doing in this series is looking at the response of um, each of these people to, mm-hmm. um, to God's revelation to them. You know, whether it was, I mean, the angels were always rejoicing or Mary mm-hmm. and Joseph, they they said yes to God. Um, and so the shepherd's response, can you talk yes. a little bit about what the shepherd's response was and what we... Yeah, so the, the should... shepherd's response, you know, in, in twofold. One, it was similar to what we talked about the angels response being, you know, they were they were glorifying and praising God. Um and and the second part is they then went out and witnessed. They their mm-hmm. response to his, the wel- to welcome of Jesus was was witness. They shared uh, about what they had seen and heard, and 
I was particularly struck by just the simplicity where, um, you know, theological training and and getting equipped for apologetics, those things all have their value. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's also true that every single follower of Christ is equipped to share with others who who don't know Christ. Um, Mm -hmm. Because what we're called to share is, is what we know and have experienced. Um, so, you know, I don't need to share what I don't yet know or experience what I don't understand. Share what you do know and have experienced. And, and the Lord wants you to share that with others. Um, so I, I love that, that example of the, the shepherds. And, and I thought, you know, I think, um, I, I just want to encourage in particular, um, young parents where Mm. I, I know there's this season of life where you are pouring everything you can into your job and into your infant or preschoolers. And when someone says, hey, who are you having gospel conversations with? Um, you're tempted to feel guilty and to think, ah, I don't have any time. Um, and and I would just really want to encourage parents, you know, have have these gospel conversations with your kids. And that can mm-hmm. that can start when they are three months old and you are yeah. reading them cute little um, Bible story books and, and into their, when they're a toddler and you're reading them the Jesus storybook Bible and um, ways that you, it, yeah, I, I can't say enough about how important it is to have these simple and open conversations about the faith with your children. Um, mm. That's, it's that so is part of, of us giving witness to the world. Yes. It, it starts with our kids. It does. Absolutely. And I, I was always surprised by the questions my kids asked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what they could understand. Yeah. And, and like how it helped solidify my faith when I had to answer those questions. Yeah. Right. Like I had to yeah. think through, okay, well, justification how do i explain that to a Uh three-year-old you know sanctification how do i you know glorification (laughs) my grandmother died you know how do i explain glorification to a three-year-old who's going to go to a funeral and see a body and and just amazing to me how well he how well they grasp it um yeah and it is you know it doesn't I think that a lot of times it feels like we might be, um, you know, pouring water down a well. <laughs> oh yeah, uh-huh. that's never that's it. You can never see the results. You never see yeah. the the result of that. But I that's this is where, even today, you know, seventeen years later, I'm like, well, I'm just trusting God that that conversation will have fruit. Yeah, or has oh, had yeah. fruit. You know. Yeah that kind of thing. But yeah. 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 I mean, you know, that in, I think Paul talks about it in Corinthians that um, uh, some, you know, basically we are to um, uh, plant and water and Mm. only the Lord makes something grow. So whether that's in my conversations with Jesus about our conversation about Jesus with my kids or with coworkers or neighbors in all of those, I do the work of planting and watering. I, I have the conversation and mm-hmm. and it's in God's hands. He's going to ultimately do something to change their heart 
or not. Um, right. But it's 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 mine. I'm being obedient and I'm being genuine uh, to tell others about him. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and part of, you know, when I say I'm being genuine, you know, that gets, that gets back to the um, if I really believe that I need a deliverer and that a deliverer has come, then right. if I genuinely believe that, then I'm going to genuinely share that with others. Right. And, um, you know, and honestly, as parents, we get practice doing that with our kids um, because they're going to be less judgmental about how we say what we say when we're sharing about Jesus um, <laughs> than your neighbor or coworker might. Um, so, yeah. so to that, I'd say, you know, parents, there's another benefit to talking to your kids uh, about the Lord is um, that's a safe ground to practice. And you, you're going to, you're going to come up with just ways of explaining things that will, will benefit you when you move into the adult kind of conversation. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And they will, and they will, without judging, probably till they're about 14. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's right. And then they're going to be like, what do you mean by that, mom? What do you mean by that, dad? Yeah. I'm not Uh, sure I agree with you on that point. But, um, but those, it's just a whole nother level of conversation. Um, So, yeah, yeah. Which is good. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I do like the contrast you drew towards the end of your sermon of you know there are times when the world looks fine because i'm looking i'm looking one direction Uh and then when i turn and i look in a different direction i realize oh wow everything is not fine yeah and um and the fact that they both that they coexist Mm -hmm. i think um yeah just is another it's hard to reconcile that without knowing Jesus. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. It's true. And you know, in so much of it, we're (laughs) in order to protect ourselves, we can be prone towards um, trying to show others that we're okay and we don't need a deliverer. And and then we end up conveying the opposite of the Christian message. And if I would (laughs) just, if I would open myself up, and and show that I do need a deliverer, then that's actually the the introduction, the preface to the gospel. Um, right. And so so why would why am I so um, afraid of doing that? Yeah. yeah. So I just want to connect our let's own our neediness uh, for deliverance, mm-hmm. and that that opens us up into gospel conversations with others. Um, and it, it helps other people put their guard down. If, if I'm owning that, Hey, I don't, I don't have it all together. I have mm-hmm. hurt and pain. I need mm-hmm. help. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then we're real people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're real people in, re- in need of a real savior. Yes. There you go. And then, and then it seems so much more genuine when we're, we had the opportunity to share about the way that Jesus has delivered me from some of my fears and concerns and mm-hmm. is working on me on others. Um, then, then that, that comes across as a genuine message. If I talk about how he's changed my life, I'm mm-hmm. inviting you to experience the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brentley, any last thoughts before we close? 
No, you know, I, uh, one last thought, just as we are, um, trying to follow the shepherds and, and, um, uh, welcome Jesus as the shepherds did. So, uh, share this good news with others. I would encourage you just to be praying for others. And, um, one of the best ways that the Lord opens my eyes up to the needs and others, the needs that others have and opens my eyes up to the opportunities uh, that he's putting before me to share is if I'm praying for others and mm. that, that draws them closer to my heart and it opens my eyes up to uh, what's going on in their life. So encourage yeah. you to be praying for those people, um, whether it's praying for the people that you see regularly and that you're in relationship or, or even as you come into contact with people throughout the day uh, mm. to have an, an ongoing inner dialogue with the Lord where you are holding each person before the Lord and praying for them um, mm-hmm. Even as you're interacting with them, and and you'd be surprised the the ways that the spirit will open up opportunities um, for further conversation or ideas of how you can share something of Jesus's love with them. So mm-hmm. encourage you to be praying for others. Yeah, that's a good word. That is a good word. Well, thank you, Brentley. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. It's fun to talk about these great stories in Scripture. It is. It is. And thank you to our audience, whether you've joined us live on Facebook or later on our blog or on our podcast. We're grateful for the few moments you spent with us today. And as we go, Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. And let's let's live a life of love. Love God, love his people, and pour out his love on the world. Have a great rest of your day. 